As I'm recording this, we are 24 hours away from the Big 12 championship game. TCU trying to go 13-0 against K-State. Well, some final thoughts on that game as uh, well as some of your comments leading up to tomorrow's big matchup. That's coming up on Lockdown Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Locked On Horn Frogs, we are on YouTube, also on your favorite pod- podcast platform. Excuse me, I am your host, Stephen Simcox. It's uh, a so Big 12 championship game tomorrow, and we previewed this week. If you want to go back and listen to myself, and Josh Neighbors talking about uh, the TCU K-State game. You can do that. That's on YouTube. That's also on the podcast platforms. Uh, drop that on Thursday afternoon. I'm recording this on Friday afternoon. And I want to know in the comments, how do you guys feel? If you want to throw a prediction out there, I'd love to hear from you. Kansas State and TCU. I'm feeling pretty good. I, I'm feeling I am, I am honestly a more pessimistic observer slash fan than most um, in most situations. But I feel pretty good about TCU right now. And let me just start by saying K-State's a really good football team, and they're playing at a high level right now. Will Howard has changed that offense. We've talked about that at length. You know, what he can do in the passing game is uh, elevated this football team. Deuce Vaughn is electric. He's great at running the football. And, you know, TCU actually – I was looking back at the box score for that first matchup today, and I actually rewatched some of that game too because I I felt like I needed to lay eyes on the football game again. Uh, but Deuce Vaughn had 12 carries for 83 yards, averaged about six yards carry. One, I'm surprised they only ran him that much, but that, that it kind of became a track meet. And also, TCU did a really good job of just playing keep away in the second half. They had the ball for the majority of the second half of that football game. But a lot of those yards were on that one explosive touchdown run. And so they did a really nice job against him. And they've done a nice job against the run game really all season long. So I think for the TCU defense, um, as much as we talked about Will Howard in the past game, that's going to be huge. It does start with, can you stop some of their base concepts in the running game? They did a nice job against Vaughn in the first game. Now, what Jeff Grimes and Baylor did that exploited TCU a little bit, and I expect Colin Klein to do some of this. I don't think he'll do it to the extent that they did, but you know he used a lot of those false reads. He was doing some exotic things with the offensive line. He used a lot of motion to try to get those linebackers out of position. We'll find out what the status of Johnny Hodges is um, on Saturday morning. And that was effective. Iowa State tried to do that a little bit too. They couldn't do it nearly as well, obviously, as the Bears could. And, you know, Baylor runs that wide zone scheme, and it's based a lot on misdirection. And so I don't expect Kansas State to do that. But I think they'll take a page out of playbook and try to, you know, get positive yards in the run game. Because with any quarterback, but especially with a guy like Will Howard, who has some experience but still hasn't played in a ton of games, you want to put yourself in second and third and manageable. Now, as far as the passing game goes, I mentioned this yesterday. So Bud Clark and Miller Bradford missed this football game. And at the time, I remember the TCU pass defense was struggling. And uh, Matt Jennings has talked about this a lot. And Byron Bailey is a loyal listener. has kind of gone back and forth with Matt about the DBs. Um, it's not, in my mind, the corners for TCU are really good. Josh Newton and Travis Hodges-Tomlinson have been fantastic all year long. I expect them to have good games. On Saturday, Josh Newton really struggled in this first matchup against K-State. The safety play has been the difference this year. When they're at full strength at safety, when Clark and, and Bradford are out there, 
They're a much better pass defense. It's also helped that as the year's gone on, they are not a fantastic team rushing the passer, but they've gotten better. He's seen some flashes from Dylan Horton. Would like to see him get back you know, in the mix a little bit more. He's been quiet the last few weeks. Um, Dominic Williams has been really solid all year long. And Joe Gillespie has done a good job of bringing pressure at different points in the game, adjusting on the fly. I think this is a matchup where you really have to bring the heat. You have to trust your corners and THT and Josh Newton. And I think they probably do trust the corners. It's really more about trusting the safeties, trusting your linebackers in certain situations, to pick up guys out of the backfield or to cover tight ends. Because K-State's receivers are good. Like I think Kansas State, this is a typical K-State team, and they're disciplined, they're physical, they're more explosive in the passing game than they usually are. But people don't think of them as being athletic and explosive. But Malik Knowles and Phillip Brooks and Cade Warner – are all really good players. Deuce Vaughn is obviously a great player. They have DJ Giddings, their kind of change of pace backup running back, who's done a nice job for them lately. So they have some weapons. And if you can get pressure on Will Howard, I just feel like the game totally changes. If he's able to sit back and, you know, find his guys and march down the field, then it could be a long day for TCU. So I'm curious to see what uh, Coach Gillespie does, how many people he's bringing, if he has more aggressive style than he typically does early in the football game to try to throw this K-State offense out of sync, get them off kilter, get them off schedule, and hopefully capitalize um, on that confusion and that pressure that you could put on the quarterback. Now, offensively for TCU, Kendra Miller had a huge game last time out, and really – They ran the ball super effectively, and they ran the ball a lot in the first half. 29 carries, 153 yards, two touchdowns for Kendra, 43 yards for Amari DiMercato, 215 yards rushing overall. Max's stat line looked really good, 17-26 and for 280 yards. He had the long touchdown pass to Darius Davis. He had the long touchdown pass to Quentin Johnston. And really, other than that, I thought it was a game where the offense and the passing game was not super efficient. I expect that to change. On Saturday, I think this will be really one of the big differences in the game. Is can they find a way? We heard this week Quentin Johnston is, you know, feeling um, as well as he has in about a month. He's been dealing with that ankle injury, and as I told this to Josh Neighbors yesterday. I was like, it's, it's order. Every game has kind of been how long can he go before he gets tripped up and um, you know has to take a break or has to go to the sidelines. Hopefully that that rest that he got against uh, Iowa State will be huge, and he can come out and be guns blazing. He had 79 yards receiving in the first matchup, and most of that was on a 55-yard touchdown catch between him and Max. So Quentin Johnson at full strength. Darius Davis at full strength. Tay Barber back in the lineup. These receivers. K-State's missing two of their best safeties with Savage and Mason out for the season. Can the O-line protect? Because I imagine they're going to try to manufacture pressure on Max Duggan like everyone has since that Texas Tech game. And if they can, I do feel like these receivers can win their matchups and they can have a big day. This team has passed every test this year. I like where they are mentally right now. I think they got through a grind of three or four games against Tech and Baylor and Texas, and then they have that you know fantastic performance against Iowa State. Hopefully they are as focused as they have been all season long. I like the Frogs to win. Let me know what you think in the comments if you feel like TCU can pull out a victory and be 13-0 and be Big 12 champions on Saturday. Coming up, I want to read some of your comments, get some of your feedback from the last couple of shows. Before we do that, though, I did want to say 
LinkedIn jobs. Uh, we're sponsored by LinkedIn. They're one of our great sponsors. Go to LinkedIn.com slash College, and you can post your job for free. If you're a small business, if you're in the business of acquiring talent, you know hiring people is the most important aspect of what you do. You have to have good, reliable folks that you can um, trust, that are talented, that can do their job. Sonny Dykes always says it. Do your job and can do it in a, a positive way. So LinkedIn is the best way to go about finding those people because, I mean, one is just brand name recognition, right? Everybody knows what LinkedIn is, what they're about. People go there to try to find jobs. It's the best place to go to find a job. So it's the best place for you to post your job. LinkedIn.com slash college. You can post that job for free. And that's LinkedIn.com backslash college. All right, so the last couple days, um, we've been throwing out thoughts about the Big 12 championship game. And so I, I mentioned this on, I guess it was Wednesday or Thursday. I said, hey, do you think TCU is already a lock for the college football playoff? Obviously, everybody wants to win um, tomorrow's game and be Big 12 champions, be 13-0. But could the Horn Frogs survive a loss on Saturday and still get in? Um, Byron Bailey said, actually, this is about Max Duggan. He said he's here to comment on Max. He was not in the Max camp this offseason, and he would like to apologize about that. Uh, he also made him consider some things about Max's first three years. Offensive line wasn't good. Running back room was not strong, and the QB and coaching uh, was not there. Um, and then he mentioned Kenny Hill had a great year in 2017, and that was the year Sonny Dykes was there. Uh, Max has one of the strongest arms and throws one of the most beautiful balls in college football. He's just never been taught how to play QB at the collegiate level. He hopes NFL scouts give him the grace and trust his development. He has some great gifts. He compared him to Trevor Lawrence. Just didn't have the same support. Proud and happy for him. Thank you, Byron. Yeah, it's a good point about Sonny Dykes being on the staff in 2017. And, um, you know, Sonny Cumbie was the OC that year. He got a lot of praise for what he did with Kenny Hill, who had sort of a similar career, I guess, to Max in that, you saw the talent, you saw the flashes. It just hadn't really fully come together, and it did that senior season. They were really good. They made it the Big 12 title game. Unfortunately, went up against a really good Oklahoma team with Baker Mayfield and Mark Andrews and company and lost that game. Um, but Sonny was on that staff, and he's done a fantastic job again this year along with Garrett Riley and the offensive coaching staff getting Max to play at a high-level Zoom play. Says TCU is safe, and he says they're going to win the national championship game. Love the faith, brother. Hey, Sue said 13-0, Big 12 champs, national champs. They needed three more games to finish off what they started, and we all need to have faith. Um, Kay Wood said if you have to play the game, might as well win it, guarantee the playoff spot, and get lots of rest. No one wants to play a healthy TCU in the playoff. And, yeah, I mean, this team's going to get some time off if they can win this weekend. We'll get time off regardless. But if they win and they get in this weekend, they're going to get some time off before a playoff game. We'll have a lot of time to prepare. We'll have a lot of time to physically get right, and that'll be a big factor for everybody involved. But it should be a nice, you know, welcome thing for TCU. Um, but we'll, we'll kind of see how that plays out. Jack Daddy Slim said, yeah, it's a catch-22, but in 2014 it was a different committee. Yeah, it was a different committee in 2014. And I don't think what happened there really has a lot of bearing. And the point I was making was back in 2014, they didn't have the conference title game. That was what effectively kept them out. Now they do have a conference title game, and that could be what effectively keeps them out if they lose to Kansas State. But we're we're keeping the faith. We'll see what happens. Um, and then Randy Holder, who I'm assuming is a Michigan fan, says he hopes TCU wins because Michigan will roll them, but you have to be delusional. I think TCU would be in this position if they were in the Big Ten East or the SEC. 
Okay, we'll see what happens. Honestly, you know, those comments have been out there all year. Um, it doesn't really matter at this point. TCU wins and they're in. I think even with a loss, they could get in, and then they'll be able to prove how much they can hang with the Michigans and with the Georgia of the world. I don't think this is a year where there's just an overwhelming team in college football that's going to cook everybody. TCU is not a group of five team. They're a really talented football team um, that has put together a special season. Yeah, they've had some breaks along the way, but if you go undefeated, Everybody will, you know, get those breaks. And, I mean, nobody's gone undefeated in Big 12 play since 2009. So if it was such an easy conference, it's weird that nobody has jumped up and done this um, in between, you know, that decade plus. I, I think this TCU team is well-equipped to go in and compete and win a playoff game. Uh, but thanks for chiming in on the show and thanks for tuning in. I appreciate that. And then I had a, a show with Josh Neighbors yesterday, and, I, you know, we got some predictions in here. Uh, Jack Daddy Slim says Hypnotoe predicts Frogs by 90. Zoom play thinks the Frogs win 45 to 21. Cole says Frogs by 90. Um, Jesus says 42-21. TCU wins. And then Bob Wallace says if you beat them once, you'll beat them again. Don't think so. Go pick on a real big guy that whoops you. Try it again in a couple weeks. Um, yeah, that's funny. I appreciate that. Appreciate that analogy there. And then we have Bicycle Shop Owner 1 say let's go TCU. We don't know. Uh, we don't want you-know-who in the playoffs. And I'm not sure if that means Alabama or Ohio State. I'm assuming since he's a Michigan fan, he's probably talking about those Ohio State Buckeyes. Big win for the Wolverines last weekend over Ohio State, and now they get Purdue in the Big Ten championship game. So let me know what you think about the Big 12 championship game. Who will win that football game, TCU or K-State? I'm taking the Frogs. Let me know your predictions. Let me know your scores. Are you going to be there? Are you going to be there at AT&T Stadium? taking it in? Are you going to be emotional? Um, I, I said this the other day. Is this the biggest game in TCU's program's history? I know a lot of people will say the Rose Bowl. Hard to argue with that, but making the playoff would be such a big deal for this university, for this program. Winning an outright Big 12 title will be a huge step forward. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm ready to see it play out. This is Lockdown Horn Frogs. We'll be here Monday regardless. Thank you so much for following along this year. Subscribe on YouTube. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Uh, we are following your